Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week we're diving into the Andor trailer. And I'm stoked. <laughs> I am so hyped. I'm ready. I'm excited. I am too. I like this is one of the shows I'm the most excited about, I think. I think it's going to be totally different than what some of the things we've seen so far come out of the different Star Wars shows. This mm-hmm. one seems a lot darker and more serious, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it seems very dark. That's what I want. For the beginning of a rebellion, it's got to be, you know, it, gritty. Because these yes. things don't form flawlessly. These things form... It isn't, isn't the phrase like, the greatest inventions arise out of necessity? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, or some version Something of that. Like that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the rebellion arises out of necessity, and I think we're going to see that need. Because this is... Um, this is set after the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and before Rogue One, clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... And during Rebels. It's a long time prior because I think we see Cassian as a boy. Yeah, in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, so I know there was a breakdown somewhere, which I, I should have pulled it up ahead of time, where they say how many years they skip in between each episode because each episode is kind of like a different era of Cassian's life until they get into the rebellion and then like the last couple episodes are all like the same time period but that's great I'm I'm into it I like backstory and obviously all we have with this character is backstory since we know what happens in Rogue One and yeah. you know the the one of the first lines of the trailer that got me and I'm gonna read it because I can't remember it on my own is he says it's Andor's voiceover mm-hmm To steal from the Empire, you just walk in like you belong. They can't imagine that someone like me would ever get inside their house. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what he does with Jin in Rogue One. So I thought it was a perfect, you know, nod and setup for Cassian's entire life. And then it goes right into what he does in Rogue One. Loved it. Yeah. It's, I'm so excited to see what this show is going to be like this character has the potential to be so amazing because we see where he ends up right this like yeah selfless sacrifice doing something for a purpose and he it says in rogue one that we've done everyone here has done things they're not proud of right and this is like a way for them to make amends so i assume we're going to be seeing these things that they're not quite proud of these things that they're doing for a greater good but really is the kind of stuff that like slowly eats away at your soul yep and he says that that when we first see cassian he's a broken man diego luna has said this about the show coming out that it's not the cassian we see in rogue one at least not to start with he's definitely a more broken character and there's even that line in the trailer where he says i'm tired of losing yeah and i'm sure that means on a personal level and like losing the fight at the same time you know it's I'm really excited to see. I, I what is the name of his homeworld? I don't Do know, know, actually. Because we see it, we see it in the beginning of the trailer. I'm assuming that's Tiny Cassian staring out at the 
what looks like a giant copper pit, got copper mine, giant mine in general, that the Empire is, you know, they we know this about the Empire at this point. They are stripping planets of whatever they can get from the planets. Yes. Uh, we see that in novelizations. We see it in now shows and movies and the ruthless. But then one of my favorite parts of the trailer is the opulence that they try and give off yes. within the Senate. How horrible was it to see the Imperial Senate where fucking Padme Amidala stood, where so many of the good guys stood? Yeah. It, you know, well, and then we have Mon Mothma, the queen. I know. She's amazing. It's it's really interesting you're saying this, though, because I wrote the exact same thing down. Did you? We're seeing Space the, twin. Like, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> They're they're showing such a stark contrast, even in just the trailer, of these like stripped worlds, these industrial worlds, and then, like you said, the opulence of the empire. Yeah. And I even wrote the false refinements of the empire. Yes. You yeah. know, it's it's very trying to be opulent, but at the same time, the empire makes everything very sterile. Yes. And lifeless and including its own. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stormtroopers are faceless. The uh, gen- uh, generals or commanders or whatever the ranks are, they all look exactly the same. They act the same. You know, yeah. it, it's an army Yeah. at the end of the day. And they're all, yeah, just carbon copies of each other. Mm-hmm. They, they strip everyone of everything, including their own people. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very... I- I'm excited to see how they're going to show that in more detail um that that mine at the beginning so i looked it up and cassian is from the planet fest f-e-s-t that's a terrible name for a planet (laughs) (laughs) that's a horrible name for a planet it looks snowy in all the pictures but i don't know that's lovely uh, yeah i'm all about that but i don't think it is but i wondered if that shot we see at like the 22nd mark that looks like a mine could that be the kessel mines oh oh i just wondered the thought crossed my mind i mean i i compared it to like how the kessel mines look in solo and it's similar the way they cut into the ground in those tiers those like terraced steps down it's very much a mining look but like, well, have they made it to Jeddah yet? Is it the start of Jeddah? I mean, is it the start of like oh, them maybe. taking over that planet? But I mean, this is many years beforehand, so maybe not. Well, and I think this boy we're seeing is Cassian at the beginning. Yeah. That's just my guess. But it, I'm, which, I'm assuming, yeah. I don't think it's Jeddah because they, well, jumping ahead a bit, they show Saw Gerrera later. I know! That was my biggest surprise of the trailer. Me too. I was actually like, oh! <laughs> same. Same. I was so happy to see him. I was too. And he's not on the IMDb page. You know who is? Hmm. The voice of K2SO. He is? So I think we're gonna get our boy K2 back. I am so <laughs> excited about that. I looked up the, the the cast just to make sure I got everyone's name right, and there's Alan, K two S O Alan, Tudic 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 I yeah Tudic I feel like I never say his name correct Tuk Tuk Pippin 
Peregrine Took? I don't know. Alan Took? K2SO. Oh, that's exciting. I'm ready for Actually, that. Actually, Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker is on the cast page on Google. But Oh, on the Google cast page? Okay. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just telling you that K2SO's name is somewhere in the cast mentioning and that made me very happy. I'm very <laughs> happy about that. I'm all about it. He's my favorite droid, I think, besides Chopper. <laughs> I want to see him and his backstory. <laughs> Because I'm sure it's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we've got to see how he and Cassian become like, yeah, shipmates. <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's essentially it's essentially the pre New Hope Han and Chewie, yes, like duo. <laughs> it's like very true, you know, you know, <laughs> the tall gangly one and the rogue who talks back, and then the rogue. <laughs> so I love it. I well, love them. There's a bunch of characters, well, actors that we see like Stellan Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. And Fiona Shaw, who is a really well-respected actress, she's Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter. For people who, oh yes, like don't watch a lot of British movies and TV shows, you're gonna know her from Harry Potter at the very least. But the, neither of those characters have names either on IMDb, and they both are listed as only being in one episode. Which, of course, you can't trust that completely. You know, it's because Disney will withhold information so as not to give any spoilers away. It's true. But I'm, yeah, I don't know. The Stel- uh, Stellan Skarsgård, his character looks really interesting because he looks. Yeah, he, he's playing two sides yeah, of one game. Exactly. That's not going to end well, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't see him in any other piece of media. Uh, Star Wars, uh, so I'm I'm guessing he meets an untimely ending, but maybe not. Maybe not. Well, it'd be interesting. Who is he? Is he a senator? He seems to kind of move in different circles. For sure. I mean, mm-hmm. we see him talking to Saw Gerrera, but then we see him putting on a ring and like mm-hmm. robes and trying to like rise to the occasion at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling we're gonna. It's going to remind a lot of people probably of like World War Two type oh yeah stories like the underground and the the counterintelligence of like the nazis rising to power It, it it's got that feel to it and the blonde character um in the white imperial uniform oh yeah i'm i don't know i don't know where that's going but i'm curious yeah she's that uniform is an intelligence officer so she's a spy or trying to uncover spies and is mm-hmm. counterterrorism. So I'm horrified to see where, <laughs> where her story will go and who she's going to catch in her net. Is she going to be another Reva where she's posing as one thing, but has an ulterior motive, you know, you never know a star. Wars. You never, <laughs> you literally never know. Yeah. I am very, very excited to see. I mean, I it, this has a more political feel because it has to be. I, I mean, Star Wars is political. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the sense of like a galactic politics. It's the origins of it is literally the Republic versus uh, what the separatists. Mm-hmm. And then it just exploded from there. Right. So I think if they play that hand correctly, They'll maintain my interest because I lose interest pretty fast when it gets to politics. But it's it's visual. It's not reading a book, yeah. which can drag on. You can get into the weeds with it. But yes. I think 
in this aspect, when we see the Senate, we see Mon Mothma posing and clearly playing two sides because we know where she ends up. Um, it's it's just it's going to be really interesting to see how they go from point A to point B and connect uh, how it all starts to where all of these characters end up. And Mon Mothma yeah. goes, she goes beyond Rogue One, as we know. So yeah, maybe we'll get hints of, you know, Leia. Leia's in future involvement. Possibly, yeah. I mean, she, because Mon Mothma is all the way in Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we know that she survives that long, but at what cost, you know? Yeah. Mon Mothma's always been kind of a, like a mystical creature yes. <laughs> to me. No, it's true. Yes. Like she's revered and highly respected and we, everyone loves her and she's a, she's a source of everything in the rebellion, but we don't know enough detail to really like, so I hope they keep a little mystery Mm-hmm. You know, but we're gonna get we're gonna get peeks into why she becomes that, and that's what I'm also very curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think this is gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. We got twelve episodes; they have time to play around, and twelve more in season two. It's crazy. Can we, <laughs> can we not have gotten just one more episode of Kenobi? If Andrew gets twelve, I get it. I get it, but. I just, I'm still, I still wanted him to, like, emotionally deal with Vader dragging his ass through the glass that was on fire. Yeah. Like, could we have just gotten one more episode? <laughs> I know. You know. People have said that the Andor show looks like it has more budget than Kenobi of all shows. And that it looks better than Kenobi. It looks like a movie, whereas Kenobi looks like a, what did well, they say? It's like better than TV, but not good enough to be a movie. It was, like, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I but, think the reason they think that is because the the trailer itself had a lot of space shots of ships and things, and that technology has advanced so much. Yeah. There's a lot of ships in the trailer, which, you know, I love a good Star Destroyer just creeping over a planet, like, in the first shots of the trailer. <laughs> yes. But then I think we see, like, uh, the Empire's version of a gunship. Mm-hmm. They look very like the gunships in Clone Wars. Because we know they adapt all of their yes. stuff from that war. Yes. Tony Gilroy is the guy who basically wrote and made Rogue One happen. And he's the one who's mm-hmm. writing all of the episodes. He wrote all of 12. He has writing credits, at least in all 12 episodes. Well, I trust him completely. I do, too. <laughs> and I, it makes me wonder, like, he's the creator so of the of the series like the showrunner and everything so it makes me wonder if he has executive producing rights he can give personal money to the project it doesn't have to rely totally on disney's financial backing and if he has enough money invested he can make creative decisions which is why Mm -hmm. maybe andor does look better if it has private money in it that's a good point. It's total speculation. I don't know because I'm looking through like the cast and crew and they don't really have executive producers listed. Well, I guess they do, but he is like the executive producer. And Kathleen Kennedy and like Disney people are listed as producers, but he and Diego Luna are both executive producers on the show. Nice. So 
That's cool. The more money you give, the more creative tro- control you have. It's not actually the directors who have final say. It's always the producers. So that's mm-hmm. why I wonder if that's why this show looks so damn good already. It's like a passion project, it seems. Well, maybe maybe that's why they're allowed to get a little darker. Maybe have darker undertones. Yeah. I like that. I do, too. As long as it, it, like, it can rip my heart out as long as it patches it back together. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, because if you just rip my heart out, I'll... I'll it like Rogue One rips your heart out, but then yeah, I was just the last say. <laughs> line is Leia saying, "Hope you know that it was yes. for a greater purpose, and it leads to everything that happens in the original trilogy." Which is it's true. I can live with that. If this yes. just rips my heart out and leaves it on the ground, I may never recover. <laughs> well, I'll be here. We'll have support groups if we need to. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe we should do some. I don't think we could do twelve weeks of support. Oh group no, doing no, not even. Doing the ones for no. Kenobi was exhausting. <laughs> it was amazing, no, it was, but it was exhausting. So I don't it, think I it was a long, it was a long haul of episodes that were emotionally exhausting. And then to talk about it, yeah. Yes. But we made so many good friends, and I think we could really yes. maybe if we do like every quarterly, every four episodes, we <laughs> yes. will have a discussion. <laughs> that would be great. I'm Give all us for time that. To process it. Yeah, I'm all well, for Speaking that. of timelines, I wanted to revisit this since I mentioned it earlier. Andor takes place five years before the events of Rogue One. And all of that takes place four years after Obi-Wan Kenobi. So okay. basically right in the middle of Star Wars Rebels. So cool. my question to you and everyone else, will we get a Hera and or Kanan appearance? Cameo. Mentioning. Anything. I would... Legit lose my shit. <laughs> Me too. I'm super excited you're just saying that. <laughs> I am putting all of the good vibes out into the universe. Everyone, do the same. Yes, do it right now. Send it out. Spirit fingers. Oh, man, that we would be so cool. are hoping cool. for a cameo. Just even from the back, because you know it's Hera. Yeah. With, if with you the see suit and the... The Hera and then Hera, and then you see Kanan's little ponytail. Yeah, the ponytail. <laughs> you're going to yes, know. And maybe Chopper. Because, oh you know, God. Chopper was in Rogue One. Walking by him. Yeah. <laughs> He's pissed off about something. Oh, my God. I just would love to see it. Because there's going to be a lot of, like, group get-togethers. <laughs> that sounds like they're having martinis. Let me rephrase that. They need martinis. There's going to be a lot of, like, assemble the troops. Yeah. You know? And they got to be in one of those. But they're also kind of hiding. Yeah, but they've got to organize. That was something I was thinking about the other day, that there are people who want to join the rebellion, but wouldn't the rebellion be also suspicious? Like, how easy is it to join the rebellion? Because they could have been infiltrated by spies. Yeah. It's... What's all these tiny little factions that have to come together at some point? That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because they all... Like, the Ghost Crew is a great example. They weren't part of the Mm -hmm. rebellion to begin with in Rebels, and then... Hera kind of makes that executive decision that, like, maybe it's time we put our resources to better, higher purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm excited, though. And it's, I actually kind of wonder, too, because there's a moment, um, like, when they show Cassian meeting with Stellan Skarsgård's character, and then they, like, cut to him walking through 
is it like a salvage yard? Is it a build, like a shipyard? I, I was wondering if it was Braca, which is a, a, I cannot say this, a salvage planet that's run mm-hmm. by the salvage guild. Mm-hmm. And I think even might be where Cal Kestis was. I wondered if it was also maybe the Kuat drive yards. Like, you would know that. I would love that. You would know better than me because I know you've researched that a bit. I was trying to, like, look at everyone's uniform, and I couldn't tell if they were taking ships apart or putting them together, but. Oh, I see. Like, 55 seconds? Yep. Starting at starting at 51, and then kind of, like, moving forward from there, he walks. No, it's not the drive yards because there's an atmosphere. That's what I was wondering. On the the drive yards, like, are they... They are suspended in space. Okay, I wondered that. So that's why I wondered if it might be Braca because there's an episode of Bad Batch that takes place yeah. in this salvage yard. And then I guess Jedi Fallen Order starts, the, or at least part of Cal Kestis's story takes place there. And there's like this shot at about 50 seconds, 51 seconds, that looks like... Maybe a yes. star destroyer falling apart or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know if they are there. That could be. That could be like if. Literally, he could cross paths then with Cal Kestis, right? Like if that. Well, that's that's a big question. Everyone's wondering if this is where we get our first introduction of Cal in a in a live action. Could be pretty awesome. I, I would love it. And the thing is, is that everyone thought it would work in Obi-Wan Kenobi's show. Yeah. With the underground and the, that. Th- this is even more primed to have appearances by Cal and, I don't know. I, I also thought Andor would have been a, a shoe-in for the Kenobi series, and we didn't get him in that. So. Right, because it makes perfect sense, honestly, that they and would it's cross good marketing. Market. Yeah. I know, but they did, like, Obi-Wan was different. It felt like a self-contained entity where they were trying to just, like, have Obi-Wan and Anakin be the center, and they kind of didn't deviate far off of that. Like, they introduced a few characters, and they brought in some characters from Rebels, but for the most part, it was, like, this self-contained little bubble. And Andor is... Like, to be 12 episodes long, well, technically 24, Mm -hmm. since they have a second season already in production, like, the possibilities are kind of endless. It's kind of crazy, actually, the amount of ground they could cover, like, pulling in other plot lines. I mean, Rogue One already had Leia at the end of it, so it's really not too far-fetched to think that they could pull in other major characters into this show. Well, I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I mean, I'm not I'm not the person that watches a show to see other actors and actresses show up in them, but it does make it kind of fun. It does. It's rewarding to give your audience Easter eggs. But I will say that I'm watching this show for Cassian. Like I think Diego Luna mm-hmm. did such a fantastic job, and I am such a huge fan of his. And he is just the most delightful human being. Anytime he's interviewed, he's just so ebulent and like kind yes, i know and joyous know. he's just a delightful person <laughs> i i'm rooting for him and this show because i really like him yeah and i loved his performance in rogue one and so i think you know when the actor respects the character 
they will not deviate from that character. I'm trying to currently figure out... I don't know how to pronounce her fucking name. Who? Genevieve? Arjona? Aryona? Who is this a character or an actress? This is the actress. Adria Arjona's character. Her name is Bix. B-I-X. She's the one at 49 seconds with her hands up. Oh, okay. And she has a symbol on her shirt. And I wanted to know what her symbol, what that symbol is. Oh, yeah. I I paused on that, too, and looked at it. I didn't recognize it. Is she also, there's like a moment, let me see if I can find it, where Cassian is kind of like, they cut from them putting their heads together to showing her walking with her hands um, manacled together. And I, it's like, is it a love interest? It, is it a sister? Like, I'm not sure. I don't know. It, her, most of her scenes appear to take place on Ferrix. Do you know that planet? I've never heard of that planet. The unnamed security forces seen in both trailers in blue outfits hunting her down are quite reminiscent of the Bespin wing guards. They are also hunting Cassian down and seemingly in league with the Empire. I was going to say, there were, yes, these people, they show up and they're saying that they're festering, right? And I was like, who are these people? I don't recognize their uniforms and they seem to be like, a militarized or a police force of some kind. I don't know. It was, I've never seen their uniforms before. Like you can see them at about a minute 20, right? Are Mm -hmm. these the people you're Mm -hmm. talking about? Yeah. If anyone knows who these are, hit us up because I'm very curious. Yeah. um, (laughs) it, It looks at one minute, 20 seconds in the trailer, that person looks like a highly Botoxed, um, Sam Witwer. Yes, I thought it looks like a computer graphic of Sam Whitworth. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's no shade to Sam Whitworth I'm an, or this actor. I'm just saying, like, it goes so fast that you're like, wait a second. I yes. Was that I, just a poorly imaged <laughs> Star Killer, or was that Whitworth or somebody totally different? I had the exact same thought. It <laughs> it is. I get it's some. It's a real actor. It's not a computer animation, but. Shit. He really, a quick look, like, looked like Sam Witwer. I totally agree. That's really funny. <laughs> what is this? The ambush on Ferrix. Eventually, the Battle of Scarif. How the fuck is that possible? What? The ambush on Ferrix was an ambush that occurred on Ferrix during the Imperial Era, where C- Cyril Karn chased after Cassian Andor and Luthien Rail. Is this from a book? It was first shown in a Lego set revealed during Celebration Anaheim. Doesn't this, say which one. I was going to say this year. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Ferrix was a desert world located in the galaxy during the Imperial Era. Okay. That's all we got. All right. Yep. That's it on Ferrix. <laughs> Very Fest educational. And Ferrix. Yeah, I don't like these names. <laughs> Come on, Star Wars. <laughs> At two minutes, eight seconds, there is like a quick shot of a building. that It almost looks like Camino. Yes. The, yes, pretty, yes, yes. Pretty sure it's not, but it looks a lot like it. Because yes, I think by this point, 
Yes. You said this takes place, what, five years after Obi-Wan? Four years after Obi-Wan, five years before Rogue One. Okay, then Kamino is destroyed by this time. Yeah. So whatever this is, looks like it, but isn't it. But they're all wearing the same white uniforms. And like you can see Cassian. Yes. So it's like, are they prisoners? Are they cadets? Is it a lab? Like, I'm very curious. It caught my attention. And then they kind of like cut, like, to Cassian destroying something and then, like, guards blowing up. So well, it's like, he he has an armband on that's orange. Yes. And you can kind of see that in the other people in this this walkway that they show. There's stripes. Like, people have an orange armband on their their left arm. What could that mean? That's why I wondered if they were prisoners. But if they're cadets like if he snuck into the cadet school they would be in black because wasn't sabine in the cadet school and she was in black yeah i don't know i mean this whole episode is us just like asking questions that have no answers (laughs) into the void (laughs) once again asking questions into the void well overall i would say it looks fucking great yeah no i'm i'm here for all of this I'm very happy with what I've seen. I'm intrigued. I'm ready. Yeah, me too. And now we have to wait longer (laughs) to see it. It was supposed to be soon. I know. Yes, they've bumped it back. And for those who did not know, which most people know by now, but they're releasing episodes one, two, and three on September 21st. So we're going to get a Big dose of Andor right off the bat. And then it will go once every week after that. So the uh, September 21st is a Wednesday. So they're keeping in line with the Wednesday releases of everything. It'll take me. I (laughs) actually my work schedule is pretty good to watch it. Binge watch all three when I get home. So that's good. I don't know if I can stay up that long. They were coming out at 2 a.m. my time. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to wait. Yeah. And if there's three episodes at 2 a.m., I'll be up till the sun comes up. So yeah, I'm like kind of willing to do it. But also that really messed me up during the Kenobi series. I was whacked out of my mind the next day because I was so tired. Yeah. You stayed up w- late to watch it, and then I woke up early to watch it. Typically, to my that's how it works. screaming voice messages that yeah. I left you in the <laughs> middle of the night. There was nothing better, though. I hope we do that same thing. I hope we do that same thing we with will. Andor. At least during the moments where we're like, oh, my God, you're when you watch this, you're going to shit your pants. like. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did that for me for, I think it was the Mandalorian when Luke shows up. You yeah, were just like, I was. You were like, "Have you seen it?" I was like, "No." I stopped watching it. You're like, "You have no. You finish. gotta watch because this is big." Like, <laughs> I know that you had to like hold your tongue for like a month while I caught up on everything. Ooh, it was it was really something. It was really something. Yeah, me and my bestie Derek were squeeing to ourselves and like, "Has she seen it yet?" Like, you know, this was before we had a podcast, and I wasn't watching The Mandalorian, so. <laughs> Well, we're all caught up and we, we know the greatness. So hopefully Andor delivers and we have some screaming voice messages, voice <laughs> voice messages to wake up to on either of our parts I'm by the sure. time we get there. I'm positive. 
here's I'm raising my pumpkin spice latte to a <laughs> September 21st <laughs> debut of the Andor. <laughs> here's to fall. <laughs> you got to make sure you're wearing flannel, drinking something pumpkin. <laughs> Watching Andor. That sounds like the coziest way to... To bring in the fall season. I was going to say, I don't think it could get much better than that. Diego Luna and a pumpkin spice latte? Girl, please. <laughs> Sounds delightful to me. Damn. Yeah, both sound delicious. <laughs> We talked about a few of the things we are hoping to see in the Andor show. What are you hoping to see in the show? We would love to hear. Have, have you thought of something that we haven't? that would fit in well let us know yeah We're curious my needs are simple i just want to watch diego luna for 12 episodes so i think you're guaranteed that i'm gonna so. get what i want so <laughs> <laughs> that keeps it simple. Well, if you have something other than that let us know <laughs> yeah something a little more you know less vacant <laughs> <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen yes next week next week Leanne has allowed me to twist her arm. Bless her heart. <laughs> Actually, also by popular demand. <laughs> Truly. Yes, by very popular demand. We are going to discuss specifically Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Hawaiian shirt in the new Lego movie. <laughs> yes. That will be the entire discussion. <laughs> yes. We're probably not going to talk about the whole movie because it, it was fine. But that Hawaiian shirt is now legendary we have, yeah we have things to discuss so yes. next week we will discuss them <laughs> last week in our obatine episode we had a lot of fun discussing the romance between obi-wan kenobi and satine Kreez, and we got some comments but not just from anybody we got a comment from satine herself anna graves who said, first she said, we nailed the episode. She said, nailed it. We replied, we are still sobbing over this 10 years later. To which Anna then replied, I feel you. It is a truly magic moment in Star Wars. I was blown away when Dave Filoni revealed this plot line to me. But I don't think Satine would have done a thing differently if given the chance. Well, perhaps she would have hired a different prime minister. And we are just so thrilled that you loved our episode, that you listened to it, that you chose to comment and engage with us. We love you and adore you, and thank you for bringing the character of Satine to life so beautifully. We also got a wonderful comment from our friend Sarah, who wrote in and said, To answer your podcast question, I wasn't sure I liked her either, referring to Satine. I really hated her pacifist ideals. I thought they didn't do a thing, but I totally agree. I loved what she did to the Obi-Wan and Anakin banter. Anakin's reactions were priceless. We completely agree. This was a fun episode for us. We're so glad you enjoyed it. And you know there'll be more coming up. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. If you would like to support us, you can now do so on Patreon. And as always, follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these things, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.